Welcome to You Do What? with Chris Ansoff. Have you ever wondered what kind of jobs or careers are out there? Or have you met individuals that have like really interesting jobs and you wonder how they ended up with that job or that career? Well, in this podcast, I'm going to interview folks and find out what their current career or job is and then find out how they got there. So, let's meet Shri. So, what does you do now? Chris, I am a dentist who specialized in a field called prosthodontics, which is about replacing missing teeth. So I spend most of my working days helping people get teeth back uh, after they've lost them, typically because of, they've had them taken out because of tooth decay or gum disease. And when you were back in high school thinking about, okay, I'm starting my life and starting my career, is this where you thought you would be at that point? Not necessarily. My, I mean, I have a lot of dentists in my family, so mm-hmm. the thought of being a dentist was, was not necessarily a surprising thing. There are actually 15 dentists in my family. Wow. But um, none of them had specialized in this particular field before, and so being a prosthodontist was not, nothing I expected. And then um, being a prosthodontist who gets the chance to teach uh, as well as see patients and do research as well as see patients. Those are things that I I never thought I'd be doing. So if you could go back to your young self and in high school, is there anything advice or lessons learned you would tell yourself, you know, given where you are now? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure I would have been smart enough to listen to myself. (laughs) I did say something. I would say something like, Uh, Spend the first few years of your career doing different things, um, but doing them to a certain degree of depth so you actually try and get good at them. Mm -hmm. Find out which of those things really are your passion, where you get the most um, meaning in your life from, and then spend the rest of your career sort of doing that. Uh, I've been very lucky in that I spent part of my life as an educator, teaching in university. Then I spent part of my life being a researcher, doing a lot of research, publishing a lot of papers, then a part of my life seeing patients. And I found that uh, although I enjoyed all three, seeing patients was where I felt most fulfilled and where I felt like I could really make a difference. Um, But the others have certainly given me a perspective and given me a a background that's been unbelievably helpful and and fun to do. Well, to to jump on that, so what was the path you went in, re, in hitting those different things, like, you know, when you came out of university, I'm assuming you went in for dentistry, you know, what was sort of the, the path you went to led you to where you are now? Obviously, you just mentioned two things, but how did, sort of, how did you hit each one of those and end up where you are? That's a great question. I finished dental school thinking I would be a practicing dentist and chose to do my residency right after dental school in prosthodontics. But during the residency program, one gets the chance to do a bit of teaching with dental students and to do a bit of research for a master's thesis. I found I really kind of liked these and thought, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go into academics. And um, my mentors then said, well, try and get a PhD, because if you're going to go into academics, getting a PhD and doing research is, is really what we would recommend. So I pursued a PhD and um, did some teaching. I went to the University of Nebraska, where I had a great time learning how to be an educator um, and and had great mentors there but also did my phd part-time and 
got drawn more and more into the research side following my PhD. So I was very much an educator, researcher at that part of my life. And then I got offered a job at the Mayo Clinic. And it's a clinic, it's not a university, right? So it, it's mm. very patient care um, dominated institution as it should be. And I'd sort of moved into education and research and now I was going back to seeing patients, but it was a fantastic experience. I would see patients you know, four or five days a week. And so now there was the clinician side of me that was getting a chance to, to, to come out. So, you know, after about 12 years at Nebraska, nine years at Mayo, I had a sense of these different fields, which I had invested some time in each of them. But I got the chance to say, ooh, I, you know, of these, I love them all, but patient care is really what I love the most. So um, that's, that's the journey. But you still do a lot of, of teaching as well, correct? Yeah, so I still teach at UCLA and Loma Linda University. And having been in academics for a while, um, you often become involved in professional organizations. And in doing that within my specialty, you meet people who find out what you do research in or what your clinical practice interests are. And you get invited to speak at meetings and to, to small groups. So that's another part of my life now, which is um, the privilege of traveling and, and, and giving lectures in different parts of the world. Cool. So um, from all that experience, if you were to, you kind of mentioned it before, but I'm going to bring it back. Um, if you were to meet with a, a young person who is going, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. You know, here I'm in high school. What kind of advice would you give them in sort of heading out into the world? I think most people know the general area that, that excites them. If you, you could throw fields at them, they would say, no, no, oh, that one's kind of interesting. And, and I'm a big believer in that, that one should go into a field that one has a passion for. And um, if you find meaning in the area in which you're working, that's the key first step. And then it's within that area, then how do I find things for myself that I find that I'm particularly good at and I particularly enjoy um, that, that helps me in that broader area of, of, of meaning. So I think the first part is figuring out what, what you love, what, what, you, what you get excited by. Because um, there's always days that are tough days to get out of bed and go to work, right? <laughs> if it's not work as much as it is your, your passion, then that becomes a lot easier. Uh, the good days are sweeter and the bad days are actually still pretty good. Um, and once you're in that area of meaning, then it's, I mean, for me, it was dentistry, right? But, right. but within that, then it's, it's trying different things within it and, and not feeling like you have to make this decision when you're in high school or when you're 20 or 25 or 30. You've got tons of time to, to try different parts of that field and see which parts are the ones that, that you love. Because I think a lot of people who graduate from dental school today, they've already decided that they're going to be in private practice or they've decided they're going to be an academic. And, I'm not sure that you can know that then, but that's really what you're going to find fulfilling. Um, so taking the time to find what matters to you, but in those areas, doing them well, doing them to a depth. I mean, I was doing research, but I got a PhD to do my research. I really invested in becoming a researcher, you know, and my teaching experience, I really invested in taking courses on how to become a better educator and learning the craft of, of trying to be effective at communicating and, and being what my students needed me to be, you know, and, and trying to become good at it. So I think that's important too, not just to try different things, but to try and try them at a level of depth where you really get an appreciation for, for that challenge. 
Did you find it difficult in sort of switching into those different areas or was it fairly, you know, obviously we're just in the field of dentistry, but was it fairly easy to go, okay, now I want to focus on research or I want to focus on teaching? Uh, for me personally, it's easy because I have a curiosity for all these ah. things. Um, and I think, I, I do think that I see people who are a little bit scared or inhibited about making those kinds of switches. It, it, it sort of elicits, you know, the fear of the unknown kind of thing. Right. And I personally love the unknown. So I, I'm lucky in that sense that, that my moves, I think, have been because I've been inherently curious, like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Let's go try this and, and, and see what happens. And the likelihood is that it'll, it'll work out okay. And if it doesn't, then I'll go back and do what I've done before. That's, that's actually kind of a huge thought right there. I think that could help a lot of people that, yeah, what, think about what, what really is the worst that could happen. And it probably is not as bad as you think. <laughs> right. Uh, most times it's not as bad as you think, you know, and, and, as a dentist, you know, I have patients that come in all the time expecting the appointment to be absolutely terrible and, and they leave and they'll say, oh, that wasn't anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was actually all right. And it's because of our human humanity to, to take our fears and almost give them um, an extra life, right, and, and make right. them who they really are. So. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Chris, it was a privilege. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to You Do What? And as Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. And drop us a line if you know someone you think would be really good to have interviewed for this podcast. And keep figuring out the why.